And I like to not just give the off-season uh, break, which is the two weeks, and then, you know, we've talked about this before, two weeks off completely, two weeks of one thing a day, hopefully not swim, bike, or run, and then two to three weeks of five days a week of training. But what I also do throughout the season, because our racing seasons are long nowadays, there's so many races out mm -hmm. there, that you want to take mini breaks throughout the season. So yeah. that being said, if we're talking about an athlete doing an Ironman, I would always give them a full week, maybe two weeks off after the full Ironman and then building back up again. And that's why you need enough time in between races. Welcome to the Beck and Siri Show. And here at Team Series Tri Club, it's not just about swim, bike, run. It's about who you become. On our show, we don't just talk to you about swimming, cycling, and running. We talk about mindset. We talk about fearless authenticity and being your very best self. Hi there, Cam here from Team Sirius. This week on the show, Beck and Siri talk about planning your race season, including breaks and tapers. They also cover their favourite recovery methods. If you want to join these chats live, you can do so by joining the Tri Club at teamsiriustriclub.com. Hi! Hi, everybody! We didn't really tell anybody that it was on, but everybody assumes that they know. We, I assume they know that we're on at 5 o'clock. Yeah. Although I do know if we were going live from Siri's um, handle that there'd be way more people coming on right now. But Hi, everybody. But we're both here. I'm going to bring it a little true. closer. Look at that. There we go. I let's hope you all see. had an amazing weekend. Um, we had a great weekend. We did Unleash the Power Within. I know some of you guys did it as well. I hope you loved it. I know Maria and... Pardon me, Adam did it. Marie and Adam. And then Adam did a four-hour bike ride on Skylar did it. Um, oh, cool. Who else did it? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I know some of you did it. So hopefully you had an amazing time. Can um, I go first? Yeah, you go first. Oh, also, Amanda, I, hi. I want to brag because my amazing athlete, Karen Goebel, who is turning 65, she's going to hate me for saying that, but I'm just so proud because she, she doesn't, she looks about 30. Um, she turned 65 next year and she decided after 10 years out of the sport that she's going to do a triathlon. And so I threw it out there and made her do a sprint race. She was kind of so nervous about it. She did a, a sprint race, 750, 20 and 5 in like under an hour 50 on the weekend. I'm just so Amazing. Proud. And she pulled up, not even sore. She said she felt really good. Oh, so I'm so That's proud of so her. great. Congratulations. That's and Susie was her inspiration. Oh, so that's Susie amazing. So Susie O'Shaughnessy, you were her um, inspiration for doing that. So thank amazing. you. Amazing. Congratulations. That's so awesome. Yay, Karen. And I see Annette's on. Annette, you're doing incredible as well. Annette so did her 5K. Yes. So Annette did her 5K Sorry. and crushed it. Crushed it. And we are so proud of you, Annette. So amazing job. Um, couldn't Can be I happier. say one more thing? Yeah. Uh, Magda won the extreme triathlon. In, I think it was in South Africa. I'm pretty sure. So Mag Maddie will have to let us know. But Magda did. She won a race after doing a 70.3 the weekend before getting, or maybe the weekend before that, getting like fourth in the pros. So boom. Amazing. That's so great. Congratulations. And congratulations, <laughs> Coach Maddie. That's awesome. I would like to brag about my athlete, Ellie Salthouse. Sorry, this is a little late. It was a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> But she, after not racing for over a year 
and probably she's at about like 65% fitness. Hi, Karen. Went out and did the Harvey Bay 100 and came in third and amazing. had an amazing race. I'm so proud of Ellie Salthouse. And that was a long race. Like that was a long race. We hadn't really run over 90 minutes and um, she just did such an incredible job. So I'm so proud of Salty. As we all know, she is the ultimate competitor and so dedicated, so committed, so hardworking, so passionate. I love that girl and she made me so proud. So congratulations, Salty. And if you guys did anything epic on the weekend, um, please post it, anything you did, like you guys all did something epic, I'm sure. Um, my other athlete, Vanessa Cook, rode 100 kilometers awesome. um, in Vegas um, on the weekend as well. So we just had some amazing um, achievements over the weekend. So let us know, you guys. I know some of our Etheridge girls did their 5Ks. I know some of our athletes are doing some crazy stuff right now. You got any more crazy stuff you can... Um, talk about anything no epic. but i would love everyone to choose one epic thing in the next to month. do in the next everyone. month um make it fun make it exciting make it like something what? that fires what would you be up something um well like you i'm gonna drop you at the bottom of left hand canyon have you run the ward okay so she's gonna run straight uphill for 13 miles it's gonna take a long time because it's hard it's like straight uphill okay and I'll pick you up at the top. I know you okay. said Jamestown, which is only eight miles, but I think you should do the 13. Oh, oh God. Yeah. I never promised that. Yeah, I no, promised it that's now. That's like a two-hour run. Yeah, good. You More. can do it. Yeah, awesome. Oh, great. Thanks. So that's well, what Beck's going to do. And I think I'd rather run the 27K road, rail, uh, trail race with Nicola in two weeks. What are you going to give me to do? Well, you're doing your 5K because these girls have a 5K medal for you. To I'm going to do it on 5K. Thursday. Yeah. There you Thursday. go, girls. You heard it. From the horse's mouth, she's doing her 5K on Thursday. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I can't I might wait, even you guys. Do it too. No, maybe you can ride your bike beside me. Oh, and, you can do it outside. Me. Yeah. Okay, okay. So some of my guys are doing a 100-mile race, um, not race, a ride. Um, and I just, I'm really happy to hear that some of these guys that were going to do Daytona have decided not to travel. I just think it's ridiculously crazy to even risk that right now. So... Yeah, um, well, I think, um, and I'm wondering how many of you... She's sending you your medal. Oh, oh well, I haven't done it yet. I Wait, don't deserve my medal yet. No, but you're, she's sending it so I can present it to you. Oh, you're so amazing. Cool. So, look, Marge, Marge has lost seven pounds, still not able to run, but so grateful. That's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. Let us know your little tips, because I know it's probably not rocket science, but right in there, what you did, what you changed, was there anything specific? Did you, like, take out dairy? or gluten or did you start eating a little bit less carbs or or just healthier more protein i know karen goble's lost over 10 pounds now with wow. working with uh, mickey wilden and just be, just by reducing a little bit of the carbs because remember your body fat is fuel and you want to train your body to use your body fat as fuel so that's a big tip that's great that one. congratulations that is awesome Oh, triath oh, I didn't know that. Florida got cancelled in December. The 70.3 got cancelled, but Daytona is still on. Okay. Wow, so those of you, is there anyone doing no Daytona sugar, that's still going to Daytona? Please double mask and be really, really yeah, careful. Yeah, please be careful and take good care of yourselves. Um, so Marge is saying she took, cut out sugar. There you go. Amazing. It's not rocket science, is it? It's just Great job. Like oh, yeah. we're so proud of you. I bet you're feeling amazing. That is just awesome. So we give them some tips we were giving today to some of our guys. Um, and for us, it's kind of common knowledge, but some people don't know a lot about this. Just while we wait for questions, please, guys, post your questions. But we were talking today to a friend about helping her along with her health um, for peak performance and just some little tiny things that we do. Like what, obviously no sugar, we don't have 
any dairy really we do sometimes have a little bit of brie and i have one glass of wine every like second or third night siri doesn't she's i don't drink wine alkaline. or coffee anymore no because, sugar she doesn't have coffee yeah. Uh, I don't eat any meat, I eat fish, um, but really cutting out the dairy and the gluten has been a big one, and we don't really eat sugar anyway. I used to have massive sugar cravings when I was racing, probably because I was completely, most of the time it can be from a protein deficiency, but never have that anymore. Mm. So give, give them some little So I would say hacks. my three tips of staying healthy, like the key is you want to keep your body alkaline, uh -huh. because if your body is acidic, it leads to disease and sickness and stuff like that. And it's not that hard to keep your body alkaline, but it, it takes a can survive in an alkaline body. So that's right. So here are some things for alkalinity. Wake up and the first thing you do is drink celery juice. Glass of water first. Okay. Well, I do anyway. Okay. Yeah. I mean, glass of water. Well, between the glass of water and lemon, which was my second thing, and celery juice, those two things in themselves are going to just help you so much as far as reducing inflammation, keeping your body alkaline, keeping you regular. So, why did you look at me when you said that? Because you said that keeping earlier. Keeping you regular, it really does though. But it so does. the first thing is what what I am doing now is wake up and have your celery juice. Now, Beck and I used well, to make. The first thing you do is your gratitude. Oh yeah, actually. gratitude. Okay, but we're we were talking okay, like sorry. Okay. First thing I do <laughs> is I open my eyes and I think I just opened two of the most amazing gifts in the world: my eyes, which can see all the beauty around me. And think about three things that you are grateful for and really feel the gratitude and, and sit in it for a moment. Um, have your celery juice. Beck and I used to make our own, but we got, we, we, neither of us like cleaning, cleaning the, the machine. juicer because it's very so complicated. We found an organic, like, juice, uh, cold pressed celery juice. Yeah, you can find that. organic cold pressed yeah. celery juice at Whole Foods or your grocery store, whatever. Um, drinking water with squeezed lemon throughout the day is so crucially important that will alkalinize your blood as well which is so incredibly important and then we were talking about magnesium at oh here night. we go this is our night and i know we've talked about this before but really quick this is our night routine tell them what happened with my melatonin <laughs> oh my god well so she said to me last night i i saw her taking some of our melatonin gummies that we chew and you take two of them and it's four milligrams but there's another no, bottle. Five. five. Oh, four. Yeah, four. There's another bottle of melatonin that's there that's five milligrams. She failed to tell me that there were one was five. I thought one was two and a half. So she's, for the last week, has been taking 10 milligrams of melatonin every and night. And I've been having a lot of trouble waking up. And I've been like, like, I'm I'm like what's wrong with my wife? She's like, I never get I like, get sleepy in the morning. And, 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 and finding it harder to get out of bed. And I thought maybe she's depressed, but you know, oh, what's wrong? No, I know, but, but then we never realized that it was because she was taking 10 milligrams of melatonin that's every a lot. night Apparently for a week. A lot. That's too much. I would do four to five milligrams of melatonin. But this, <laughs> this magnesium, is a game changer. You don't have to have to have this one. I recommend an organic one. I got this because there's nothing less. But they do do an organic um, calm. That's the one MC recommended for me. I do love the calm better, to be honest. But this also works brilliant. This will get you to sleep quick. And it's good for heart health. It's good for... So uh, melatonin, stress. this magnesium, it's good to keep you regular too, but don't have too much, just five mil. 
And then um, five grams. And then Siri wakes up, was waking up like 10 times a night. And I heard on Ben Greenfield that this herbal supplement here, this little herbal liquid, um, sleepy night, it actually keeps you asleep. If you tend to wake up a lot, it will keep you asleep more. So we do our CBD, our magnesium, this, and the melatonin. I know it sounds like but a lot. But it's all healthy. It's, like, all, it's all natural. natural. So yeah. that's the way to go, you guys. I hope Honestly, that helps. Well, sleep is the most important recovery tool so i think it's worth it yes it's totally worth but it. gratitude your celery juice your lemon in your water those three little shifts can change your life so beautiful boom yeah. okay so becky's asking becky how are you becky Hi, allen becky. becky's one of our coaches you guys hey real quick and i know we don't usually talk about business or try to sell anything on here but we do have an amazing deal with the gold option right now normally the gold option you guys is like 199 i'll be real quick it's normally 199 and you have to buy the program which is also 199 but for all our coaches right now during COVID, with people being let off work and people just not having the financial um, situation to be able to afford one-on-one -on -one coaching or the normal gold coaching, we're doing it down to $149 a month and you get the plan for free. So you're getting a $525 premium plan for free, which is normally $199. Um, so you're saving over $1,000 and it's just $149 and you can do a 16-week training program with a coach. So you get the program, which is a premium plan, and you get the email every week with a, one of our coaches whoever you choose and you get the coaches comments in training picks. So basically you're getting one-on-one -on -one coaching for 149 bucks a month. Um, that's only going till probably another month or so. So if you want to take advantage of that, you guys, it's just a really good option right now, but I had to throw that in. Awesome. Um, Becky, can I say me. one thing while we're talking about that? Yeah. I have a new athlete and I know he'll be watching this tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Mark Peavy. Um, he is incredible. I'm so excited. He's in Germany. Where is he from? Oh, Germany. Um, Mark, um, it's just been an amazing first uh, two and a half weeks. Welcome to the team. I can't wait for you to meet the rest of your tribe here, but I am so proud and blessed to be your coach and excited for all that lies ahead. So we're going to do this, boy. I love it. And we, um, we love Germany because I love that race. Challenge Roth is one of my best ever memories. So maybe you can hook up and go with Yvonne's group next year, our coach over there. Um, maybe we'll come watch. Yeah, you never know. Wow, that would be amazing. Um, so Becky's asking, Becky Allen, one of also one of our head coaches, is asking, um, how about some season planning pointers? How much training, if there is even a season, how much training before a first big race? How much? Let's pretend that it's going to go ahead, just for game's sake. Um, so how much training before a big race, first big race, and how much between big events? I'm okay, so I would say. Um, depending on what the race is, but it's kind of not too different. So if you've got a 70.3 coming up, we're just going to pretend you've got one coming up, say, in the 16 to 23 weeks. So if you've got a 70.3 coming up, um, we really want to start be doing the key key bricks, key blocks, 16 weeks out for a 70.3. You really want, like Adam Hill has one, and our 16 weeks starts if it goes on Oceanside in a week's time. So we're starting to knuckle down, like, our plan, our four-week blocks. We do a three-week build, and Siri does it a little differently. I think we do a three- to four-week build, or a three-week build, and then a one-week taper to a, to a key brick simulation every four, eight, 12, and then four weeks out from the key race. So we do like a 16-week block because that's how our training plans are set up too. And then for an Ironman that's six months out, if you're six months out, you really want to start kind of hoping that it's going ahead, but planning for that it's going to go ahead. And you want to have, I think a 23 week plan for an Ironman is really good. If you're conditioned, you may not need that long, but if it's kind of your first one or you haven't been 
doing for more than a couple of years, I would say a 23-week plan, hence why we have 23-week plan. The 23, 24-week block, you really want to start planning like your long rides, your long runs and building up for those six months to get that conditioning and that aerobic conditioning and all those the special training you, you need for an Ironman of 7.3. That's my two cents anyway, Becky. And then in between races and Siri will tell us what she thinks, but in between races, because I know, Beck, you have an athlete and we're, we're going to discuss that, um, that wanted to do two Ironmans in one year and already I was like, oh, that's a lot. Um, but, and for her first year as well, but um, even having an Ironman within eight weeks is pushing that's pushing it for a very conditioned season even a top pro so i never raced an ironman unless i absolutely had to to qualify closer than eight weeks apart um your heart's a muscle muscle your heart muscle bruises and it's actually quite dangerous to do anything even within i would say probably three months if you're not a very highly trained pro and even in saying that um it's still an ironman you you could be out there for 16 hours so that's my two cents. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I agree with that. Um, well, it is, I believe, 43 weeks to St. Oh, George 70.3 World Championships. Um, well, that's I'm, a year. I'm writing all my long-term <laughs> plans, and, and I, I go down from one week to go, which is race week. And when is it, August? All the way to now, uh, September. Okay. So that being said, I have a lot of my athletes um, – either in their off season right now, taking their two week break or going to be starting that soon. Um, considering there's that much time, it really gives you the freedom to, depending on whether you're able to get to a pool or not, to do a really good swim block, to do a really good bike block, to do a really good run block, and then be left with 23 weeks left to your key race. So, um, but if we're talking about going through the whole season, I like to not just give the off-season uh, break, which is the two weeks, and then, you know, we've talked about this before, two weeks off completely, two weeks of one thing a day, hopefully not swim, bike, or run, and then two to three weeks of five days a week of training. But what I also do throughout the season, because our racing seasons are long nowadays, there's so many races out mm -hmm. there, that you wanna take mini breaks throughout the season. So yeah. that being said, if we're talking about an athlete doing an Ironman, I would always give them a full week, maybe two weeks off after the full Ironman and then building back up again. And that's why you need enough time in between races. What about leading into the Ironman? Cause I know you have the special mini break. Are you gonna disclose that? Um, Free Ironman build? I like doing, first of all, I think it's ideal to do a race like a half Ironman um, I'd say five weeks out yeah, is perfect. Five. Oh, I'd say four. Um, okay, three five. up, three weeks. Max. If it's a key race, that is the closest I would do for a key race. You just slipped that in, Vanessa. Cool. Um, and then, um, yeah, two weeks out of your key race, um, I do like a three-day break. Um, little bits of everything. It doesn't but have a big to be two weeks, but that's ideal, right? What? Because I always used to get hurt three weeks out and get a little niggle, and you'd always give me my break three weeks out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was always me, though. I just happened to get a niggle yeah. three weeks out. No, so and, and 14 days is ideal. Things like that will happen where and you'll know. And it's when God's saying, okay, yes, or the universe is saying, break. take your break early. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Just and the key that. is to recover you and refresh you well out yeah, of not the a week race out. so yeah. that you're not, you know, hustling to get your recovery the week of the race when it's too late, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so... Um, so you're saying two weeks out, you have a mini break. 
two weeks out or three weeks so somewhere within there. What would the mini break um, be? Because this is good. Like one day off completely, um, one day of just a swim, and one day of 30 minutes easy jog, 30 minutes easy spin, 30 minutes easy swim, which I would typically have if it's a key race and you're like in Kona, you'd go swim in the ocean. Mm -hmm you know, Very find out what important. you're going to be sighting towards. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you get back into it on the Thursday. Um, but a three day mini break that comes about two weeks out, sometimes three. Um, also you do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Well for Kona, I would do Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and they'd Kona's be back on a training Saturday. Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think it's super important to not, you know, wait until it's too late to recover. So it gives me, as a coach, it gives me a sense of how my athletes are doing um, two weeks out, and it gives us enough time if we need more recovery to get that recovery um, rather mm -hmm. than finding that it's too late. So so what Sarah's saying, like, if you have a Saturday race, she would normally do two weeks out. It would be the Sunday, the Monday, the Tuesday. So Sunday off, Monday swim, Tuesday 30 minutes of everything. But if your race is on a Sunday, and this is being really specific. This is if you're like your MC or your pro athlete that really wants to hit, you know, the exact days and the exact targets. Like, this is ideal, but obviously you guys working in family, like, you may not be able to commit to those certain days off, but ideally it'll be Sunday, Monday, Tuesday for a Saturday race, two weeks out. That'd be your tape, your three-day mini break. Or if you have a Sunday race, you'd have Saturday off, Sunday swim, Monday 30, 30, 30. So it'd be a day earlier, right? No, if it's race. a Sunday race, I would do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Okay. So I would, have I'm actually, I, I usually do... Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Yeah, so and it's different, different. For every, it's different for everyone. It's different for So people working, they may be off better off doing, yeah, having their yeah. Monday because they're working, they may want to work out on the weekend. But yeah. for pros, yeah. And it totally depends. It's unique for everyone. It's very individual. Like Beck would have hers usually. I'd always would do need something. Three weeks I'd out. stream something three weeks yeah. out. <laughs> but no matter who you are, mini if break you, if you haven't had the mini break, and you're two weeks out, you're gonna get your mini break. And you should feel like you need it and you've earned it, guys. Like if you're taking like two or three days off a week for whatever, then you may not need it. You may, But most people, if they're on one of our plans, that's what you'll see. You'll see a little mini break in there. And what it does, you guys, is you get that little refresher and you don't lose anything. You gain the ability to truly step up to the next level. Yeah. If you keep grinding, grinding, grinding into the race, yeah, you're going to go in and you're going to be in great form. But when you allow yourself those three days to kind of let the cream rise to the top, you then step into a level higher and race that much better. So it's a gift you give your body. And when you do that, your body is ready to give you more than it ever has on that key race day. I love it. And it always works. Um, and sometimes I have to remind myself to do that for my athletes. Cause I think even mentally, it's really good to have that yes. little mini break. Mickey Willardin's on and she's saying, uh, I love the mini break. Yay. Uh, well, we love you, Mickey. We love you, Mickey. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, we were talking more about strategy with race plans. Say that all the races are going to go ahead. Like, I really want to reiterate um, Ironman's back-to-back -back in newbies coming into the sport, um, wanting to do, like, we get excited. And they're like, oh, my God, race season's going to be on next year. I'm going to do two Ironmans, and I'm going to do a marathon, and I'm going to do a half, and I'm going to do four Olympics. Like, I think if you're – Olympics, fine. You can recover pretty quick. Even a marathon, if it's just a plain marathon, that's still, like, up to four hours, maybe more of running. That's still – that's still really hard on the body. But – 
two Ironmans in your first year, you're kind of pushing the envelope. Siri, can you give us more tips on like just planning? Because I do think doing smaller races leading up to a bigger race is great. But like, what would your advice be for someone who's never done a marathon, never done an Ironman, and they're going to go in next season, they're so excited to get into the sport. Like, what would be the best way to plan for their season? I would not do a marathon before the Ironman. Okay. I mean, that's what I did with Rennie. Rennie did her first Kona and came in second place after never having run a marathon in her life. Yeah, you don't have to do a marathon. You don't have so to do important. a marathon. You don't need to do a marathon in a race to be conditioned to do one in an Ironman. Like, you guys are aerobically conditioned. Sorry, I'm butting in. But you're aerobically conditioned on the bike. You're riding five, six hours if you're on one of our plans. You damn should be. Um, you're getting the aerobic conditioning. You may not get the pounding of four-hour marathon in your legs, but you're going to get that because you're doing the intensity on the run. So don't ever think you need to do that. Sorry, yeah, absolutely. In. So, Rennie, like I said, she'd never run a marathon in her life. And her first marathon was at Kona in 2009. What'd and she came run? in second and she ran 259? 258. <laughs> okay. Boom. So <laughs> really, you don't want to run your body down. So what I would do if I was kind of just getting into this and wanting to do an Ironman, I would have your whole focus. I would do a half Ironman, maybe a month or two out, just mm -hmm. to see where you're at and mm -hmm. get the feel of you know, that long, long day and learning your fueling and your hydration, nutrition, everything. And then just put all your focus on that Ironman. Um, give yourself plenty of recovery after that Ironman. As a, as a newbie, I would do one Ironman only mm. in, in your first season. Mm. Um, you can do plenty of, you know, sprint races, Olympic distance yep. races, but I actually... I mean, aside from Yvonne Van Vlerken, who's a machine, oh my she God. is the only athlete that I would allow to race like sometimes five weekends in a row because she is very unique and her body is built in such a way where she just Recovers is so solid so that she recovered quicker and she didn't have niggly injuries. And she was incredible and she did amazing, but I would never, ever have any of my other athletes race such a heavy schedule mm. so for me i'd say maybe eight to ten races a year is a ton one ironman preferably um and you know so when rennie was winning kona those years did she do an earlier an ironman maybe she had to to qualify or did she generally do if, if she did do one it was really early in the season our preference was to already be qualified so the years That's that right. she won it she didn't have to there go do go. another one there you but go. On the years that we had to, you know, qualify through another Ironman, I would make sure that they were as far apart as possible. So mm -hmm. typically we would choose like maybe, you know, a race, whether it be Florida or Arizona or a race to get qualified the same year. And she would just be using her. So basically she just had to finish, right? To basically qualify. what we would do, we do Kona. She'd have her two full weeks off. We would train for like a week and then she'd go do Florida. Oh, or however it that's was. That's right. She qualified like, say, the end of two two nineteen to get to two twenty. That's October. Right. Yeah. But there were times when we had to qualify, th you know, that in April or March or April. Um, I've had athletes that, like you, we qualified September. in Montreal, <laughs> September. And yeah, you know, it kind of ruins you though. It really does, especially for a peak race like Kona. It, it can ruin you. It anyway. doesn't ruin you, but it doesn't it allow you the opportunity to truly, truly prepare 
like every year with Rini, we prepared precisely. The only thing we thought about was Ironman World Championships. So mm -hmm. every decision we made was to ensure that on that day, she was going to be not only physically at the peak of her game, but mentally and emotionally that she was going to be ready to dig deeper than ever before. Mm -hmm. So ideally that's great, but a lot of, a lot of us don't have the opportunity to prepare so precisely, mm. especially the way the qualification system was. But mm. um, And I would honestly take, like, I remember even trying to ride two weeks later, trying to do a climb at altitude, and my legs were just gone. And it would take me at least, I would say, after a really tough race like Kona, like two months for my heart, my legs, my nervous system, everything, my muscles, mm. everything to feel recovered. Even, not even just necessarily mentally, I wanted to get back sooner, but my body needed two months. Like yeah. I really, and as I said again, like it's so important to know that all our muscles get bruised. Our heart is the muscle and it gets bruised. And I can't say that enough because I think that makes people stand up and go, oh, oh, that's kind of a realization. Like, wow, that's actually quite dangerous. And you just treat be your body not like a rental car, <laughs> not like a rental car. Treat your yeah. body like the luxury vehicle that it is. Don't. Like your body does so much for you. Think about what it does for you. Mm. You should be every single day thanking your body for the amazing no, things that do it that. does for you. I Thank your body. It does the most amazing, magnificent things for you. Mm. Treat it well. Give it what it needs. It doesn't ask for much. No. It asks for you to fuel it well with the right foods. It asks you to hydrate it. And it asks you to let it recover when it needs recovery. So if you push yourself after an Ironman and keep training and training and training and race again, you're literally, I, I can see in my head you kicking, you know, kicking your rental car and throwing shit on it and not taking care of it. Eventually, mm -hmm. it's going to tell you to, you know, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and finger. that's not good. Mm -hmm. Treat your body with the love and respect it deserves, you guys. Okay, trust me. You've got to take care of your body because our health is everything. Treat your body like the luxury vehicle that it is. Okay, before we go, Mickey, give us a quick tip. Now we, we're so excited to have Mickey on tonight. Mickey, give us a quick tip. Best recovery food. Best recovery food you can think of. Like everybody write your favorite recovery tool. Mickey, we want to hear the best recovery food um, for our athletes. I know there's many, but I'm thinking after like say a five-hour, six-hour day. Um, my best recovery, I eat so easy. I literally, Epsom salt, a hot Epsom salt bath is like, mm -hmm. for me, my favorite. So yeah. what's yours? Oh, absolutely. Epsom salt baths were, really? were my, uh, I did it after every session. I do it after a morning swim. I do it after my midday. Did you? Oh yeah. I took oh. like three Epsom salt baths a day because that's all we had in Switzerland to help us recover there. Brett wouldn't let us get massages. Um, yeah, Brett was against really, massage, which is just so yeah. weird. Like, he was allowed to go get massages, but we weren't. Epsom salt baths, yeah. the best. Okay, yeah. and I do, and as much as Norma Tech and Hyper ICR are sponsors, they are a godsend. That vibration, that, um, what's it called? The Hyper? No, the Hypervolt. Hyper, the Hypervolt, but the Viper Roller, the vibration, just makes a massive difference when it's vibrating to your recovery. And then the Norma Tech boots, the lymph drainage that, um, is so important. Mickey saying protein, agree. Like eggs, like give us some examples, Mickey. Fish. Or Mickey, how um, about this? Protein powder. I would come back from my hard sessions. Chicken. And I would chicken. Have, well, either chicken, a like chicken. a roast chicken, or I'd put tuna 
and corn and mix it together. And for some reason, that's what I crave. That's what you crave. You used yeah. to eat a whole chicken too, remember? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And the cartilage and everything, nose to tail. Okay, a really good meal. Here we go. With good animal protein or tofu organic, good carbs, sweet potato, and abundance of veggies and chew well. Boom. There you go. Yeah. There you go, you guys. And then uh, chocolate milk. Megan, I used to love chocolate milk too. I try not to have too much. Um, I would have maybe almond milk, but the chocolate milk, like Rennie swears by it. So chocolate milk. Norman Tax. Yep, you guys, we were all on it. Awesome. Thank Yay. you, Mickey. That's Roast awesome. Roast chicken. Yeah, she said yum. Yeah. Sarah used to give Loretta, like, she used to deliver, what was it called? The, the cartilage. Little... The chicken See, I cartilage used to laugh at that, is actually true. really healthy for you yeah um it can help you build your own cartilage so i it or used not. to believe that is that true mickey is that really true that if you eat cartilage and i know it's big what's the soup the broth that they all eat now for bone broth bone broth like tell me if i believe it must be true because everybody's doing it but um i used to laugh at siri because she'd do that because loretta was always injured and it actually there's apparently some science behind it so <laughs> well loretta used to always thank me she'd say oh thank you so much because i told her that if she ate the cartilage um, it would help her and she'd always her. thank me. And now that we're like the bestest friends in the world, she said to me one day, she said, yeah, you'd bring me the freaking cartilage. And I'd think to myself, where's the chicken? <laughs> and I felt so bad, but I didn't think she wanted the chicken. I thought she just wanted the cartilage. Anyways. There you go. Uh, that's funny. Well, you guys, um, we're going to say good night. There's no more comments or questions. We're just so grateful. There's like 16 people on tonight. That's amazing. Awesome. You guys are amazing. Um, and thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Um, let us know if you have any thoughts, any questions. You can always post on our wall um, videos. If you want some feedback, please don't be scared to do that. Um, we're your family, so we're here. Becky can't wait to make bone broth. And you guys, to make it. Mm. Thursday is Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday of the year. Um, Never. Be thankful. Be thankful for who you are and all that you do and the beautiful light you shine on this world. Be thankful for your loved ones. Be thankful for your health. Be thankful for every opportunity that we have living in this great world. Be thankful. And Thanksgiving, I tell you what, it saved me last year because I was diagnosed the day before Thanksgiving. You were too. And being my favorite holiday, you know, I thought it was going to make me really sad, but instead it really helped me because it's a day of gratitude for me that um, every day is a day of gratitude. But um, so it's a year. It just reminded days. me of, of everything that I had to live for. And it's such a powerful day. Be grateful. Show your love. Show your appreciation for the people around you. Show your love for your life. Show your love for you and your body and all that it does for you. And just be grateful. It's the most powerful feeling in the world. The most powerful emotion and the most powerful way to live. And we love you. Radler Mendoza's on. Jillian's on. Mickey, Becky, Skylar, Nikki. What oh. are you doing awake? Annette, we love you guys. We love you guys. Thank You're you so amazing. much for coming on. Have an amazing week. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. We love you.